You are listening to an artist interview from Chirp Radio. You can find more interviews at chirpradio.org slash podcasts. I'm Mike Nikolich with a Chirp Radio artist interview. Gregory Curvey was a staple of Chicago's prog rock scene with his much-beloved band, The Luck of Eden Hall. After moving to Detroit a few years ago, Curvey purchased a 100-year-old harmonium and formed a new band, Custard Flux. The band's latest release, Oxygen, was one of my favorite albums of 2020 and made several best-of lists last year, including the number four spot on the Elite Extremophiles Top 50 Progressive Albums of 2020. Gregory, it's nice to meet you, and it's nice that your band is receiving the acclaim it deserves. Was Custard Flux conceived as a solo project or a band? It is a band. When I first moved to Detroit, I had the vision of putting together a band, and it took me quite a while. It took me longer than I thought to meet new people and find musicians that were ready. So the first record that I did, I played everything on. By the second record, I had a stand-up bass player and a violinist join me. And then on the latest record, Oxygen, we've got uh, Vito Greco on guitar and Tim Prettyman on stand-up bass and his son, Walt Prettyman, on violin. How long was Oxygen in the works, and did you record it in a studio, or did you do it from your home studio? This one wasn't in the works for very long, because even though it's been a year since the last one was released, it was probably exactly a year, like in August of, or July of 2019 was Echo. And, and I'm always writing songs, but I hadn't really put anything to the side to create an album. And then when the quarantine thing happened, fortunately, I have a home recording studio, so I went down in the studio with the full intent of recording a new album and playing everything myself because of the quarantine. Then after I got things moving along, I was talking to Vito and he reminded me that he had recording capabilities at home. And so I was, you know, I thought, well, that's the way to do it. Then we'll do it virtually. And Vito did his parts. And then Tim and Walt went out and got the stuff they needed to be able to record at home. And everyone did their stuff at home and put it together. And and then I asked Mars Williams from the Psychedelic Furs to play saxophone on it, and he has recording equipment as well, so it all worked out. So Gregory, how difficult is it to play songs from Oxygen Live? It's not that hard. When we were rehearsing to do a show before this virus took over, and uh, we were doing some rehearsals and just with stand-up bass and either two guitars or, and violin or stand-up bass and harmonium and guitar and violin. We didn't have a drummer yet. And just with those four pieces, it sounded wonderful. It's always going to be a different feeling, which I personally enjoy. I would rather hear something live that was slightly different than the record, than the exact same thing. If you were putting together a set for Chirp that featured some of your favorite artists and Custard Flux, who would you include in that set? 
Well, fortunately, I just did that for an Australian radio station. And uh, some of these songs, I'm, I, I wrote it down here so I could remember the tracks, but it's pretty much uh, what I thought. Uh, Birds of Fire by Mahavishnu Orchestra, because I had fallen in love with that band when FM radio was young. And uh, I never knew who it was back then. And when I kind of rediscovered them a little over 10 years ago and started buying all their records, I just loved John McLaughlin. I mean, I love his playing. And I'm trying to, if I'm trying to emulate anything, it's to master the guitar like he's done, which I, I might never get to it, but I'm trying. <laughs> and uh, then I did Sunny South Kensington by Donovan, any Donovan track, oh. really, I mean. What an underrated, underrated artist. Totally yeah. underrated artist. Yeah, no, great, great imagery in his lyric. And um, when I played that track, as I thought of it, I was like, well, lo and behold, listen to that. There's harpsichord and there's stand-up bass and there's harmonium. And <laughs> it sounded like kind of what I was thought I was doing that was new. You know, nothing's really new, is it? Um, feels like We Only Go Backwards by Tame Impala. Any, anything off their first two records just blew me away. I love, oh, yeah. love that. Yeah. Greg, tell me the story about your 100-year-old harmonium. Where does one find a 100-year-old harmonium, and what kind of shape was this thing in when you got it? My friend Lee Clawance in Chicago was working at an estate sale, and he said, Kirby, you got to come over and check this thing out. And I was here in Detroit, and I, I, you know, I asked him, I said, does it play? He said, yeah, it plays. So I drove back with a, rent, with a U-Haul trailer and picked it up. And uh, I got it home and played it. As soon as I played it, I was like, I fell in love with it. I mean, immediately, because I had no idea of the depth of a harmonium. I mean, the lows are really low. You know, I mean, it's there's like a 12-foot tube in there. So this thing's really low. It just has this booming quality. And then it has this little piccolo sounds on the high end. And I played it like a madman for a week. And then it started to fall apart. And I was pumping it and... And the bellows, you know, the, the, the cloth that held right. the bellows started to rip and everything was rotting. And I was like, oh, no. So I took it all apart and put new felt and fixed the bellows and put new pieces of leather. And I mean, the hinges on the thing are basically sport tape, you know, that cloth tape that you would wrap around a hockey stick or oh, something. Sure. Okay. That, that's what the hinges are on this thing. Um, and they were all rotten because they were, you know, it's from 1890. So I put it all back together. And once I got it back together, it sounded great again. And it still, it still sounds great. I think I need to take it apart and do a little more, a couple more repairs. But I got it to where I took it and uh, played it live at a club here in Detroit. And everyone flipped out. So it was fun. So were you shocked it worked? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's shocked at the sound it makes. And That's it's something funny. new. You know, people come over and they're and because you don't see it. You know, it's just something new to see. So. so is that something that's, do you power that with foot pedals or something? Or is it is it done by air? How's it, how's it powered? It is. It's by foot pedals. There's okay. two foot pedals. And then there's two levers, one for each knee. And it's got the stops that you pull out that let, you know, certain sounds happen. 
certain, um, I don't know what they'd be called, inside the flutes or whatever. And uh, by playing, okay, so you can play with, say you play a chord. If you push your right knee, it plays the octave above at the same time. So you get like um, two hands or two notes playing. And if you push your left knee, you can get double on the low side. So if you're playing with both hands, you can literally have four hands playing by pushing your knees out with these levers. quarantine about COVID-19 or is that just a play on words? No, it, it was, it was absolutely about it. And, and with this, with the oxygen album, I didn't sit down to make an album about the quarantine, but after I had all the songs done and listened to the tracks before I sent it in to have the LP made, I realized that a lot of the songs were about my time, you know, sitting here in the house. Um, and not being able to go out. She touched my face there For I was too So, Gregory, in closing, do you have a favorite track you like to play off Oxygen? Uh, the last track on the album, Capacity Overload. And um, that, you know, usually how songs come about that are um, without lyrics is because I can't find a melody line with vocal that works. <laughs> so I just make it, a, make it an instrumental track, which, which sometimes works out for the best in, in that the case with capacity overload. This has been an artist interview from Chirp Radio. You can find this and more interviews at chirpradio.org slash podcasts.